Now we've got to scramble. Walsh around the body, doesn't miss. What a star this young man is. To Kurnow. And Charlie Kurnow off one step. Just went bang. Durden, he saw his way through. And Honey Milk didn't put it right through the middle. Big moment. Kennedy, Walsh, bends it. Brilliant. This kid just keeps on rising. Gives it a roost. He gives it a magnificent roost. He kicked the goal. Walsh, here he is, straightens up and has delivered. Is there nothing this young man can't do? G'day, Blue Baggers, and welcome to the Blues Footy Podcast. Your host, Jed Zetzer, here with my co-host, Harrison Hymans. Bolt, welcome to the show. Hey. You can probably tell by my voice I'm quite frustrated, a bit down after that result. Um, Initial thoughts just before we get into things. I think initial thoughts are more disappointed with the performance than the result itself. I think the performance was very, well, pedestrian. Uh, you know, we never really, you know, scoreboard aside, we never really looked in the game in terms of the general flow. And I just think, yeah, I think, you know, we're carrying too many players on the day. Like, I can, yeah. I can agree with I can agree with that we never looked you never felt like we had our grip on the game we were never in a winning position we didn't I don't think we even hit the front really at any point yeah. after half time yeah no not after half time um, and I guess the difference today was that some of our role players and our bottom six who have been performing pretty much at a great level all year just weren't there for us today when we needed them most especially uh, in that third quarter I thought there were a couple of players who just really didn't show up for the second half, which was really disappointing. Um, as we do every week, let's kick it off dissecting the back line. And we have to start straight away with Jacob Wiedering because he went down very early in the game. I think about 10 minutes in yeah. with what has now been confirmed as an AC joint injury. The guy next to me. So I didn't realize Wiedering went off and the guy next to me goes, Wiedering's out. I said, what's he got? And he goes, AC. And I said, stop there. I said, you didn't want to hear the other letter come after. But yeah, very, yeah. Look, and we've said it, repeat, we've said it countless times. If there's one player we can't live without, it's Jacob Wiedering. It's, It's literally, you know, Cripps goes off. We've got players who can go into the middle. You know, Charlie and Wiedering with a two. I think Charlie is equally as would have been equally as big of an out just because on the day we didn't have anyone. Yeah. So Wiedering going down means that we ended up conceding. What was the final number? It was, I think it was about eighteen. Mark, yeah, it was eighteen marks inside fifty. The most we've conceded in a match this year by quite a few as well. Um, to put it into context, I think we've conceded under ten marks inside fifty on three or four occasions this year. Um, we did against Adelaide, the Giants, North, um, just off the top of my head. But Wiedering going down hurt, you know, it's very unlike Carlton to concede that many marks inside 50. And just the way that the game was played in our defensive half was clear. You could tell that there was a player missing but it, there. It also happened, though, a lot of those marks came from just slingshot footy. They were very quick on the trend. They were operating in a lot of space for a lot of the day. Did you not feel like, though, every time they went forward, they had one extra man? That's what I felt well, like. Side bottom took a few well, marks yeah, but, inside but, but 50. That's a, the wings got smashed. So And, and that's almost a midfield issue. Because, like, contested-wise, you know, there were a couple they clunked. But there weren't, you know... Uh, I think a lot of the damage actually happened up the ground. Because, like, the space afforded... Well, midfield did get smashed. The space afforded to Collingwood on transition, as in, 
as good as Weidering is, as in he can fill a hole, but is he going to stop a mark? Oh, I'm not sure. It might be the difference between them having a shot 30 metres out rather than, you know, 40 metres out on an acute angle. But, as in... Yeah, look, it's look, it's a big loss. Life without Weidering is going to be tough. <laughs> it's tough. <laughs> That's an understatement, mate. Like, you look at the you look at the stats today. Like, Ollie Henry, he had four marks inside 50. Cox took a couple inside 50. Um, and, you know, I, th- I think... Henry was the one at the end there who just killed us. I don't know who was on him in that last quarter because every time I looked at him, there was no one on him. But um, yeah, the weedering loss was felt. It really was, and it's 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 oh, it, it's, it makes... it's, it's the footy gods finding another way for him not to get his all Australian jacket. <laughs> They're just finding ways now. Um, and it makes the the decision to have Carroll as the sub even more well, perplexing because yeah. you know if Kemp or Martin are the sub. Uh, uh, I thought it. I thought it should have been Martin like before the game started because I thought, given that we're so undersized forward of the ball, I thought bringing Martin in would allow Silvani to ruck more than what he could have. Yeah, at least we'd have another over guy that can play overhead. I just think, and had we had a Martin or a Kemp as the so the way I look at it, with the sub, obviously, firstly you don't you hope that they're not even going to be used, but looking at our team today on paper, if a midfielder or if one of our you know runners went down there were players around the ground that could slot in yeah but had a kerno or a weedering gone down or a lewis young there was no one because we to also because we also played the game with an extra on baller as yeah. in in terms of because noon's cottrell dow and o'brien all played today on top yeah. of the big four so yeah. we had eight and then carol came on so like we we, we were small and and they and we and I think the loss of Kennedy was really felt yeah. in the middle in the middle part of the ground. We didn't get any marks. Nah. And Kennedy took four in the first quarter last week. So, yeah. you know, that was a loss, which I think... And, you know, the replacement of Dow, we'll get to him soon when we talk about the midfield. But I think the Kennedy loss really hurt us today. Oh, for sure. He's, yeah, it's a big out. So the back line, uh, I thought Newman was actually pretty good today. I thought he was sensational. Yeah, I thought it was he, clearly his best game of the year. Yeah. I, know, I thought he was brilliant. Um, and you know I'm always a bit of a fence sitter with Newman. I yeah. don't think he's neither here nor there, but I thought he was very good. Yeah, no, nah, he definitely had probably, yeah, as you said, one of his best games of the year. Um, Plowman, we'll move on to. It was an interesting yeah, game. I, like, I actually, at half, I, at half time, I remember saying to you, I actually thought he had a really good first half. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I'll, I'll categorize, you know, Plowman and Stocker, those guys together because... They were sort of rotating throughout the match on those Collingwood Smalls. He ended up getting Myacek for a lot of it. He actually nullified him okay. Yeah, I agree. Myacek didn't have an, really any impact on the game, I thought. Did he no. kick one? No. Yeah, no, he was well held. Um, Stocker? Oh, Stocker's a strange one. Stocker pisses me off a bit. Uh, his, his disposal is... So his disposal in the first half was terrible. Shocking. I actually thought he cleaned up his game a little. He he had, yeah, he did. He, he did a, clean up his game. I actually think he had a really good last quarter because he started on Elliot as well, and yeah. Elliot and Elliot was huge early. Yeah, they, those small Collingwood forwards every year. Yeah, they kill us every year. Um, the other defenders, Lewis Young, pretty much for, in my opinion, he it was, was fine. It was nor here nor there. I don't think he, you know, impacted the game. Very that much. tough on Youngy. Yeah, well, he, you know, he was playing a role that he's never played before as the only key back in a team. Yeah, no, I don't think... No, yeah, Young was fine. Um, I thought Doherty was fantastic. Doherty was good. Just, 
you know, little little punches and spoils Big around the ground. tackles as well. Yeah, and he, you know, when Doherty tackles someone, he makes it known. It's it's a rough tackle. It's it's he's a hard player, Doc. Um, Saad was outstanding today. I oh, thought brilliant. Just just brilliant. And you know what? At the end of the game, there he got us going. He was the one because Collingwood were winning those clearances, and Saad was mopping up behind the ball, driving it forward. Just he the, was outstanding. The, his closing speed is just phenomenal, isn't it? He's always alive in the contest. He's just he is brilliant. Yeah, he, he, he was very good. He was really, really good today. Like had Saad not played, just that, so that could have oh. been a five goal loss. Yeah, no, Saad is amazing. He really is. Um, I think that's all of our defenders analysed. Um, we'll move into it was, the midfield. It was a tough day to be a defender. Impossible day to be a defender. Like that is the hardest task they're going to get all year without Weedering. And you know, you know, Weedering's not going to play for a, at least a few weeks. And Kemp will be in. You'd imagine. Like, you'd imagine. If if not, possibly a March bank. But yeah, at least they'll have another big body there. Whereas today they didn't. And yeah, you'll never get a tougher day for our defenders today. The midfield. Um, we'll start with Sam Walsh because that was quite possibly his best game of the year. He was. He was very good. He was outstanding. So, looking at his stats, 35 touches, he kicked a goal, five score involvements, five marks, three tackles, four clearances, four rebound 50s, and seven inside 50s. So, he covered the ground he was too really in, well. And you know what? The second quarter, when it looked like things were going to get a bit ugly, with three goals down at one point, bang, bang, bang. Cripps, Walsh, Chera, yeah. goals, bang. Yeah. You know, and the three of them, I actually thought, you know, the midfield individual, I thought the, our top tier midfielders actually played pretty well. They did. No, they definitely did. It's but just the basement four is what we're calling him for the sake of today. Yeah. Well, that's, well. I, we, Walsh was very good. Walsh I, was very good. Um, I think the I think the loss of Kennedy today just really hurt because Collingwood had an extra extractor. They just, something which was different today to what it has been all year was we weren't getting the ball from the bottom of a pack as much as we usually would, which, you know, a handball game has been our strength this year. And I think Collingwood almost played us in our, our own game there a little bit in that department. Yeah. Um, Hewitt, 31. Hewitt was good. Hewitt always, Hewitt's yeah. always good. Yeah, always good. Um, and he drives it inside 50 a few times today, which was, you know, on occasions, desperately needed someone to bop up, and he did. Um, Chera kicked a goal, a, Hold 30. on, just back on to Hewitt. There's a lot of players at Carlson that actually refuse to kick on their non-preferred foot. There's a lot of them that refuse to do it. And Hewitt is one of them that does it. You know, he's very happy to kick on his left. He's just... Uh, he's so reliable. And I, I I think it's clearly the best bargain buy of the off-season. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. Yep. He's very good. And you know what? And Kennedy being out as well, it meant Cripps has to ruck more than what he needs to at well, the moment. To be honest... Uh, I think it's ridiculous that Cripps, that Cripps is rucking because the form that he was in was best player in the comp. The last three weeks, he's played somewhat of a ruck role. At, and, you know, it hasn't been... He was definitely more in the ruck three weeks ago. He was pretty good today, but he's, no, he just, was, he, he's, he's rucking he was very far good today, too but, often. But it's really... It's halting his game. You know, he can't have that same impact. And you know what? We've been... You know, Cripps the last two years, we've been complaining that he looks battered and bruised. And you know what? You're setting him up. Yeah, I agree. Why? Like, I, I'm, I'm completely off the decision to play Cripps in the ruck. I think going and forward... And we'll touch on it because there's a reason why they have to do it. 
We will touch on it in a second. Um, Chera and today... So, yeah, so Chera's had a down fortnight and was, was superb. Yeah, his first half today, he was, f- very he was clearly good. the best player on the ground. Yep, I agree. He was very good, Chera. Um, and, you know, his numbers stack up as well. Seven clearances, six inside 50s, five rebound 50s. Chera ran hard today. A lot of defensive efforts, which was probably something that he hasn't done in the last couple of weeks. And he really did it today. He was, he was yeah, could could almost be one of his best games you of know, the year as well. And back on Crips, you know, he had the most clearances on the ground, Crips. So, yeah. And, and it's almost like, you know, he's playing well, but we're, we're limiting him. No, that's what it is. We're, we're halting him we're from performing at the level. We're putting a ceiling on his performance. Yeah. He, he, it, it, that project has to be over. He just can't be in the ruck. You know, and really in the last quarter, he wasn't in the ruck. And that's when at the back, like really deep end of the game where we were four goals down, he wasn't in the ruck at all. It was Silvani who moved in there, Deconing a bit. Deconing right at the end was in there. But Cripps lifted, I thought, at the end there. Just quick extraction handballs. Um, let's move on to Dow. I feel like the audience is waiting for it. We've had to wait 11 weeks for me to speak about my boy. Um, and quite frankly... We could have waited longer. I was really, you know, I probably cop a bit for this, but just really disappointed with Dow today. And it was probably because he was never going to perform at the level that Kennedy has been performing at. Oh, it's not even but a this, matter of that. But I, this was just, you know, we needed more from him. It's as simple as that. We needed more from so him. so not up to the level. It's scary. As in, it's the, it's the same thing. Like, his disposal is a joke. And, and you, know, you know what? He's not hard enough. No, and He's that's not hard enough. That's that is the issue because Kennedy is so hard at it that it was noticeable today that we were missing that extra ball in the midfield. And people will come at us and say, "Oh, his stats, you know, read well. He did have five tackles. He did have five clearances. He had inside fifties and marks." But at the end of the day, you know, watching the game without looking at the stats, I left there pretty disappointed. Oh, I'd be very surprised if it's not an in and out job for him. Oh well, it is an in and out job. He's for him. just not up to the level. As in, at the end of the day, he's a really good VFL player. And, you know, I think a lot of people still want to believe, you know, that he's going to be a really good AFL player. He's not. He's yeah. not. He's not even remotely close to the level. Yeah. And he's never been more prepared to play well. Well, I was going to say, today. I don't think he was a liability. He definitely wasn't a liability. He was just poor. But this year... Everyone who's come into our team has slotted in, has slotted into this system and played their role. And, you know, I just don't think, I just don't think he did today. No, he, well, he didn't. Um, the other mids, well, it's interesting. Let's, let's talk about O'Brien. I thought he got absolutely smashed. Yeah, it wasn't like one smashed. of his better games. Steel side bottom, pulled our pants down today. I don't he know was, if that was O'Brien's wing though. Well, at the start it was. Okay. So I was sitting on the wing. Yeah. Very close. And initially it was, o- the first half was O'Brien. Okay. And then they moved Nunes onto that side. Yeah. Cottrell had Cottrell. a little run through there. I don't think O'Brien was on that wing in the second half at all. As in side bottom's been so irrelevant for Collingwood this year and, and was brilliant. It's just annoying that, you know, it happened against us that he... Lifted a lot. Um, but, you know, O'Brien, yeah, it, it wasn't a game. O'Brien just struggled. He did struggle. Nunes and Cottrell, I, I... Oh, okay. Let's let's call a spade a spade here. Nunes was garbage. 
Yeah. Nunes, Nunes was shocking. I, I, I was in, very disappointed. It was, with a, this it was game. a weird selection change they brought him straight in. Yeah, I don't think his form warranted the straight back in selection. Given that Cottrell's had been pretty good. Yeah, and because we'd only been playing the whole season. We've only really played O'Brien and one of the others out of Setterfield, Nunes, and Cottrell. Yeah, it's been O'Brien plus one, and they went O'Brien plus two, and that's where Jack Martin would have been so much more useful than. Um, Jack Nunes. Yeah, he definitely, definitely was not up to it today, Nunes. And I think that it, it showed. Because, and look, late in the game, I'll give him credit, he had a couple big tackles late in the game, but it didn't make up for four and a half, for three and a half quarters of pretty much just being... Just mediocre footy. Just being beaten. He just got beaten on the day. Cottrell, thoughts? I, I, I didn't rate his game. I thought he was very messy early with the ball. And he's actually, and we've said it, he's actually been a little bit of a safe haven with the ball. He's actually been pretty important. As I said last week, you know, late in the game, I was almost, I felt safe when Cottrell had the ball against Sydney. But yeah, I think today... Wasn't a great game, but I think they'll get, I, I, I think he'll, I see, he'll th- see next week. No, I was going to say, there's no ways he gets dropped, but, and his numbers aren't pretty. You know, his numbers aren't pretty... You know, no rebound 50s, just one inside 50. And that's always the stats that I look at with our wingers because only I want to know who's marks. driving the ball. And, you know, he's a, he's, a, he's an endurance runner. So for him to only get two marks as well around the ground, you know, you've got to just be finding more space. you got to, you know, he's got to be working his ass off. So we spoke to Pommy in our pre-match pod and he said coming into it, Collingwood are the worst marking team in the comp and we're the best marking team in the comp. And he said, that's why we just won't lose the game. Now, today, it was the complete opposite. We just couldn't find a mark between the arches. Couldn't get the ball. We just struggled to get the footy. You know, we've always said, I've always, I think we're at a point now where I've said that if Carlton play a game with their DNA on it, they'll probably win the game. And we really struggled to get, you know, because we're a handball happy team and we just struggled to find space. They suffocated us. They were really good. They were harder than us. They were brilliant. You know, credit where credit's due. Collingwood were fantastic today. Um, they shut down what you need to shut down against Carlton. You know, we seldom, you know, were given the corridor. And when we had the corridor, we looked really dangerous. But, you know, and then that's another type. You know, the small forwards probably didn't get to work as much as we'll, what they we'll have speak been. speak about them in a minute. But, yeah, as in, the midfield just has to work harder. Um. Let's speak about the ruck, and I'm going to give you the uh, the mic here. You can just go it's, to your life. I find it confusing because I'm I don't want to sound like I I don't want to sound like I'm a bully here. But what's Tom DeConning good at? I thought he had a really good first quarter. No, no, that wasn't the question. <laughs> what's he good at? Well, I don't. know. What do you actually think Tom DeConning's good at? I don't know, and I and I, I don't think he'd be playing if we had a fit Ruckman on our list. You know, Mer- and I get Merkov that. wouldn't be playing ahead of him, but Merkov was playing volleyball eighteen months ago. No, no, no. I get that. I, I'm not. I know we. I know he has to play, but the fact that he's playing, he's subject to criticism. Yeah. Tom DeConning actually brings nothing to the team right now in terms of assets, and. Today was an opportunity because Collingwood also don't have a Ruckman in. So they're makeshift. You know, Darcy Cameron has been absolutely fantastic for them. But at the end of the day, they are missing their big man in Brody Grundy. I just and, find it confusing. And I and I think when Mason Cox was in the Ruck, that was De Koning's opportunity to get involved. And 
I, s- I said to you at halftime, if Tom DeConning was a smart ruckman, which I question, if he at stoppages around the ground, like boundary throw-ins especially when you're running at the ball, if he's in front of Cox and jumps, he's more likely than not to draw a free kick. And the fact that he just can't even compute something as simple as that it really frustrates me. I just think his stoppage work is so far off the level. It's scary. And to be honest, people will say, oh, well, there's a reason why Silvani encrypts Ruck as often as they do. I was going to say. As in, know, the, pe- the, the, evidence, you know, the evidence is there. If peop- you know, people can come at us and say that, you know, oh, DeConning's developing well and he's you know, had a good couple of weeks. But at the end of the day, you're right. If DeConning was as good as you guys think he is, then, you know, why is Cripps having to Ruck? And why is... Silvani and someone obviously has to pinch it, but for sure. But these but guys are taking a, a lot of the load. I was going to say, there's a difference between pinch hitting and sharing the load. Yes, and I, I just don't think Tom DeConning's up to the level at the moment. He's not a clever ruckman. Is he even a ruckman? I, I've always said when you evaluate when you evaluate the Carlton list, I don't know if you can categorise him as a ruckman, but it's just so frustrating at the moment watching him because. I feel like he's a lost puppy. And that Adelaide game when he got a coach's vote and I nearly fell off my chair when I saw it. Like, I've been confused for the last month. I really have been. And it's nothing personal on him. I just don't think he's up to the level as an AFL ruckman. And unfortunately, given that Pitonet's not playing, that's what he is at the moment. Mm. He's an AFL ruckman. And yeah, it's just, it's frustrating. Because I don't, don't, if someone knows what his greatest asset is, I'd love to know. Because I don't know. I, I want to be educated. Um, I want to be told. I just don't think... Yeah, he, he really frustrates me. Let's move on to the forward line. Charlie Kerner was tremendous today, I thought. Just you know, makes things happen. He was being double... He- like, every inside 50, they had Murphy and more on him. They literally... It was as easy as that for Collingwood. There was no one else on our team that was going to mark the ball inside 50 other than Silvani, who got paid the respect. You know, he had a man on him, but... It was really Murphy and Moore who were just on Kerno in every marking contest. And for him to still find four goals, you know, I thought he was absolutely fantastic. And that's what good forwards do. It is what good forwards do. And he was, yeah, he was brilliant. Because he was nullified for a lot of the game and it was very tough for him to get involved. Yeah. But like for Charlie Kerno, he kicked four and he could have kicked, you know, he, he missed that shocker in the first quarter at the yeah, top of the goal square. Yeah. And there was another one on the run in the third. But, yeah, Kerno was good. And he extends his lead in the JC. Uh, yeah, I think he's five ahead now of Cameron. Is, yes. <laughs> Keeping um, a close eye on that one. History in the making. Hopefully. Hopefully. But, no, Kerno's playing really good footy. It's funny because, like, when you're winning, those things, you know, you care a bit more about those things. And then you <laughs> lose in the game. And to be honest, I couldn't give a shit if he wins it or not. I just no. want to win games of football. No, I know. Um, the other forwards, I think Silvani is... He was, he was great. I thought Silvani was very good. It's, it's yeah, it's crazy how good he is. And we say the same thing every week, we really do. But he's only 24 as well. You know, we're going to have another decade of this guy. He's just, he's so reliable. And I was even saying, when Weedering went down, the first thing I said was throw Silvani there. You know, and that speaks volumes. He's never played in the back line for us. He's yeah. never played a minute of... You'd know he'd get the job done. You'd know he'd get the job done. And I question possibly why they didn't do it. Nah, yeah. I do. I really well, do. Because we're so undersized everywhere. Yeah, it's tough. It would have... I would have been... So, I didn't really think of it. The first thing I said was, yep, chuck Silvani down back. That'll be fine. Do not think, though, 
like I'd almost prefer De Conning to go and play at fullback and leave Silvani to ruck. Yeah, as in I don't know. It, it's a tough situation. The leadering thing is a shambles. But Silvani so strong overhead. I think he took eight marks. Oh, like, he's just he's just always alive in a contest. He's clever. I think there was a kick in the first quarter. I can't even remember the context of it. He he did take eight marks. And if you look at on the day, how many we had nine marks inside fifty. He took two of them. No, he was very good. He, he's he's so reliable. He's always good. He's the ultra team player. And you know what? If he kicked that winning goal with ten seconds left, if he did, you think it was in? I was so I actually left my seat with eight minutes in. to go, it and I was in. in standing room. I was in the standing room on the wing, and there were bodies flying. <laughs> looked so in, it and the one so thing, in. And the, it looked so in, and there was one thought I had in my mind for the next twenty seconds, and it was Favola two thousand and nine. Yeah, it was the same yeah. thing. Yeah, you know, Silvani would have etched his name into Carlton Collingwood folklore. Because that would... I, we've watched Carlson for a very long time. Yeah. And that would have clearly been the greatest steal I've ever w- witnessed at a game in terms of us stealing a win. Yeah. We would have come from the clouds and for Jack Silvani, a Carlson man, like bleeds navy blue of all people to do it. Yeah. Would have just been stupid. And yeah, it, yeah, it's tough. But he was very good, Silvani. He was. He was brilliant. Um, The smalls, well... It was clear that it wasn't their day. You know, it they, wasn't. The first three quarters, to be quite honest, they were non-existent. It wasn't their day, but I'll give it to them. Would you have taken five goals at the start of the day from the three of them? You would have. And I was going to say, Oe's... Oe's... Sorry, I think it was only four. Sorry. Oe's, Oe's last quarter was his best quarter that he's played the whole year. He was good. So, he had three tackles inside 50 and two goals. In that last quarter, that is just... i got to keep a close eye on that. The tackles well, inside still, 50 leaderboard. He's still leading board. the comp. He's still leading the comp, we can confirm. But uh, no, nah, that that was a monstrous quarter from Oes at the end there. And he's not a great set shot. So for him to nail two, really from 50 out, both of the kicks were... One was like hugged against the boundary line. You know, those are two big goals. Um, what were your thoughts on... Oh, Shit. We've just seen on Twitter, Michael Voss has said that Jacob Wiedering's injury is more towards the major end. <laughs> oh, and, got his... and he will see a surgeon this week. Oh, well, well that's that is probably a curtains. cross. Yeah, that's cur- curtains. Is that the year? Yeah, yeah that's trouble. <laughs> if he's out for the year, then mm. that is our season. It's, it's, ir- he, it's irreplaceable. And we've said it all year that, you know, <laughs> if, if, God forbid, Wiedering were to get injured... There is, it's just, there's no one on our list even capable of playing that game, that type of game. And that's a bit sickening, that news to hear now. That's, um, yeah, it's horrific, horrific. They're going to limp to 12 wins at this rate. <laughs> it's going to be tight. Just, yeah, mm. that really hurts. Wow. Um, and look, he was, I had him winning the best and fairest coming into today as well, wetering, as in it's... Yeah, it's a mega. He's clearly the best defender in the comp before today. Mega, mega, mega. Oh, boy. Um, Durden. thought Durden was... <laughs> Take a minute to digest that. That's trouble. Um, I thought Durden... You if you're know, not going to laugh, you're going to be crying. Um, oh, it's so Carlton. <laughs> mate, the footy guards are not with us. They really aren't. I mean... 
We'll speak about our injuries in a second. Let's just quickly get these uh, players out of the way. Durden, Durden, I think another game of just whenever he was involved, he was brilliant. You know, he's the one percenter king in our team. A lot of smothers, a lot of spoils. Um, he only had seven disposals today, which, you know, is not as many as he has been having, but when at 100% efficiency, couple tackles inside 50, you know, he rose when the game was up for grabs in the end there. He really did. And he did get hot, caught holding the ball once, but he had to go. You know, what? Yeah, he, yeah, yeah, he had yeah. no choice in that moment of the game. Um, and then Motlop. Well, Motlop kicked a big goal today, but... That Struggled was, a bit as well. But that was, yeah, he probably... Yeah, this was probably his worst of the three games. Yep. Um, and I think that's everyone. Fisher? Yeah, Fisher. Struggled as well. Yeah, I, I, you I know, thought... Been I, in ripping form, but it's just another one. You know, we've seen a lot of lift from Fisher and plays like that make a big difference for us. I Those, don't think he was bad. He just no, wasn't as good as he has been yeah, in no, the last he, he month. wasn't at a great level. Um, so I Missed think a that's... shocking set shot in the last quarter yeah, as well. Yeah. God. On his right side as well. Ah, terrible. Um, and then there's Carol. I think he's the only okay. one who we haven't spoken about. Well, you know, let's be honest here. He was... And, and we'll just... Before you say that, we're massive fans of him on the show. We, like... I personally think he's going to be a really good player. He has great attributes. I think he's going to be a very good player. It's a great intro because he was clearly the worst on the ground. Clearly the worst on the ground. Without without a shadow of doubt, um, he struggled today. He struggled... He clear, you know, in my opinion, they took him out of the side. Why is he then the sub? Like, why is he the sub? If they've dropped him, he shouldn't be the sub. Martin should have been the sub. That was the we just assumed that Martin was going to be we the did. sub when he when he didn't get named like, in the twenty two. Jack Martin playing in the twos isn't. Did he play? Yeah, I oh, did play. Yeah. Ah, so, so Martin playing in the twos, like he could easily just cruise through a game well, and only have like 12 on, that's disposals that's ridiculous I don't see the benefit of Jack Martin playing and I, I, I don't I haven't thought much of Jack Martin's season his last two years but you know given once again there's not a lot of overhead threats in the team I think if he's available he's the sub at the minimum like yeah Carroll was it was a dirty dirty game terrible by foot terrible in the air it just yeah, it wasn't he won't be watching the replay of that no he, no, he was yeah, but and yeah. It, I think it was literally just you know one week too many because he started so well his first couple of weeks he was brilliant. Oh, he'll be fine. He's just got to he's got to fill out a bit because he was you know he was just physically you know cooked off the ball a lot of the times. You know there were a couple of you know marks overhead that he struggled to grasp. He was just yeah he, he made it was very error riddled. I think it was yeah. Look, looking at the VFL. Um, I can see, and we'll get onto it in a second, but I can see that some of our high half forwards, small forwards had really good games. So that's- Which will be interesting because there's a couple of them I want to see, but I think five of Jack Carroll's eight disposals were direct turnovers, and that's yeah. inappropriate. Yeah, it is. It really is. All right, Bolt, uh, quick three, two, one before we get to team changes. Um, Walsh, three. Um. Sad to Chera one. Yeah, I'm the exact same three two one. Can't put any differences there. Um, I'd possibly say, yeah, I'd say, uh, yeah, I'd say Doherty could could possibly fit in there, but I'll go. Silvani was very good as well. Yeah, Silvani as well. Now let's quickly go over the VFL and then we'll do our team changes. So today, 
they beat the Bullants by nine points, and it was a good win because they were four goals down at half time, at three quarter time. So to come from behind and win is a great result. The first man I want to talk about is Sam Filt because he had three goals and eighteen disposals. Nice. And to be honest, we've been sort of waiting for this type of a game from him because especially after this week when Carroll was poor, and you know those three smalls probably had. You know they've been very good all year, so it probably was their worst game of the year in terms of output. Um, I'd say Philp definitely is a chance to play next week. Well, yeah, and I've I've said from the start of the year I've been pretty keen to see Philp because we've never watched him live. We saw him twice in the COVID times in 2020, mm. and yeah, I, there might the door might open for Philp. What was Martin? What were Martin's stats? Uh, he had 16 touches and. Yeah, no goals, but um, yeah, 16 disposals, four inside 50s, and a rebound 50. So, and I think Martin will just come in. You know, they're not going to put him through the twos again. He'll come straight in for Carroll. That will be the straight swap. So, can we say that's the first swap, Martin for Carroll? Yeah. And then I, if I was the coach, well, obviously Kemp's going to come in for Weedering. That's the yep. other change. If I was the coach, I'd be wanting to have a look at Philp. Yep, for Motlop. I'd say for Motlop, and it's stiff because Motlop's been really good, but today, you know, didn't we, didn't get enough of the no, 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 yeah, you got to hold them accountable. So we look at the VFL teams. We've got the mid-season draft coming up. The mid-season draft's going to take place before we next play. If Weedering's out for the year, so we have two picks. If Weedering's out for the year, I want two key backs. So do you look within? So Jesse Glass McCasker. He's back playing for the twos. Nah, don't, yeah. Do you look from within? As in, I'm being serious because like, I, I don't know much about the, well, what's well, going around at the Sandful and Waffle level. I'd say Glass McCasker may have played forward today because he kicked a goal and I doubt he's kicking a goal from fullback. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I wouldn't take Glass McCasker personally because I've watched a lot of the twos this year. He hasn't stood out as yeah, one who I think was, could yeah, compete. And let's be honest, if he was on our list, he wouldn't be close to selection. No. So but, why are we... Yeah, well, as in, he would be now if he was on the list. Yeah, well, I, as yeah, in, I suppose. Look, there's there's going to be a few. You know, I've always rated Marty Hoare. Yeah. Who's at North Melbourne VFL. So I think VFL. North are going to take him, though. Oh, dickheads. <laughs> um, yeah. So just quickly running through the other plays in the two. Setters had 23. Williamson had 22 and a goal. Um, I saw on Twitter a lot of people were saying Williamson had a really good game, so he could possibly get an get an opportunity. Take as yeah, well, Nunes and Cottrell, um, and then we go through the other AFL listed players. Akui he kicked his first goal, so congrats to him. I saw Pommy tweeted about that, so well done to Dom. Um, and Honey with just five disposals. I'd I'd say looking at that, he probably didn't play more than 60%. I think last week he played 40% game time. He did play a lot last week. I so, watched him last week against Sandringham. Oh, yeah. well, I obviously didn't catch him this week. Yeah. Um, and I think, oh, Boyd had... Gee, that's a rough day for Boyd. He only had eight touches. And he was brilliant last week. He, yeah, he was clearly their best player last week. Um, Kemp, we spoke about Williams and Setterfields. That was it. Those are the only, and that speaks volumes. The fact that there were only one, two, three, four... We're running out of troops. We are. There were only five. Six, there were only seven AFL listed players playing our VFL team today. Seven. One of them being Honey, who's on managed game time. Another one being, well, Akui, who's not going to feature this year. Yeah. And you know Murkov being out. There's, there's, yeah. And Marchbank didn't play either. 
So yeah. they ruled him out before the game. So they've got a very big decision to make with Marchbank heading into Essendon. Yeah, I don't think he, he can't play. He can't play. If he didn't play, if he didn't play VFL this week, how can he come straight into the AFL team? Is it in a, in a natural time he wouldn't? But I don't even desperate think, I, times. No, nah, but but Marchbank doesn't help our cause. He's not a one-on-one defender. He's, he's at an the interceptor. End of the day, he's not a key back. Nothing's going to help our cause right now. There's like. You know, it's going to be Kemp for Weedering. It's going to be. I agree it will be. But, oh, God. Um, so, team changes. I think we can say Kemp for Weedering's locked in. And I, I would like to see Martin for Carroll. I think that's lock that in as well. Yeah. I would then say... Kennedy Pike, for Dow will happen. Yeah, sorry. So, that those are three locked in moves. And then I'd say we've got to have a look at one of these guys, Williamson or Philp, because we're not getting the output from a Nunes or... You know, Cottrell, it's stiff, but... No, I think Cottrell will yeah, see Cot- Essendon. I think at Newton's... Newton's for Philpo Williamson is another change I'd yeah, like to see. Newton's was terrible. Yeah. Um, Bolt, let's quickly race through the Twitter questions. Um, and yeah, this <laughs> it's going to be interesting to see what the baggers have to say after today. We've been so positive all year. We have been. But when losses come like they did today, um, it's hard to be, to be honest. But... Yeah, before we do, it is worth acknowledging, you know, Weedering, Mackay, McGovern, Marchbank, McDonald, Pittenet, they're all, and, and Parks as well, you know, he's not in our 22, but he'd clearly be playing if fit. And then Kennedy, Williams, Cunningham as well. Oh, um, Williams, as the non, Williams. As the non-tools. But those are, that is just, if you're winning games of football without those players... And they nearly did. So we need a bit of perspective. As in, we played... You know, the weedering injury was it was a case, really just a case of one too many. Have we? We've it's happened. It's got to be the most in the comp. We've activated our sub in the first quarter in a game. It's happened in extreme. It's happened in all three losses. It's happened in all three losses. Crips, it happened in weedering. It happened in subbed. our win against Hawthorne. Was no, it? No, not Hawthorne. Martin came on late. It happened at oh, Williams against the Giants first quarter. Yeah, that's you know. Four was times it, in the first quarter alone. Was it Port then? Who? No, nah, Port. We didn't use the sub. Stocker went off early against North. It wasn't the first quarter though. Yeah, anyway, you know we've used it a lot. I'd also say so. I think it was three weeks ago. I don't know if it's what it is since, but three weeks ago we had had the least amount of players play every game this yeah. year, other than West Coast, who obviously they've had no one play every game this year. Yeah. Um. Wouldn't mind playing them next week. Yeah. <laughs> All right, straight into the Twitter questions. Who has played every game this year? Doherty. Doherty. Owies. Weedering had. Owies. Owies, Kerno. TDK. Um, no, he hasn't. He went out. He, Conning got dropped. Do you remember against the Gold Coast he didn't play? He Conning missed a game. He definitely missed a game. That was after the Gold Coast game. Yeah, yeah, it could have been after, sorry, the Gold Coast okay. game. Yeah, he, he, Conning hasn't played. Oh, when Pitonet came back in, okay. Yeah. No, we. I'd, I'd, so it's literally just going forward. It's just Kerno. Who do we say? Kerno, Doherty, Owies, and Weedering. Well, who now won't? Yeah. Um. Yeah, that is it. Because Walsh hasn't. Hewitt yeah. hasn't. No, Chera everyone hasn't. Missed, everyone's Sa- missed. Sard. Now Sard had COVID. True. Sard had COVID. Gee. Wow. Newman. Newman hasn't missed a game. Newman hasn't missed a game. Newman hasn't. And Fisher hasn't missed a game. And f- yeah, but Fisher barely turned up to Freo, so Fisher's missed a <laughs> and, game. And Silvani missed that one game. Yeah. yeah, so I think it's about five or six. Um, anyway. Even Voss missed a game. 
All right, we're going to kick off with Damon Mule. He said, The sauce and Crips in the ruck was never going to be sustainable, and today was really found out. So many holding free kicks on Cox because he was just too big, and no yep. weedering obviously hurt, but there is no excuse. We lost that for ourselves. They yep. weren't that good. Y- yeah, as in, yeah. We, it was a lot of turnovers, just a lot of... A lot of like the issues came from our own, off our own boot, really. Baz, the great man, Paul Barbaze, says, discuss Crippy into the ruck. It takes away his one wood for both himself and the team. Just go to Conning and Sauce. Yeah, like I couldn't agree more. John Gauchi says, you can't knock them for having a red hot go. We need a little bit of luck go our way and stop losing vital players with the mid-season draft coming up. We should look at Glass McCasker if Weedering is out long term. Uh, at least he's done the preseason with the team and knows our system. So I guess that is probably a fair point, is that he knows the system. Yeah. So that could hold him in good stead to get himself back onto our list. Um, Tim W, all three games we have lost, a tall intercepting defender has been used to mark and run off Durden. Um is there any way we can curb that? Are we playing one small too many? And we might... And look, we got away with it last week because we were very small last week and we took the same forward line in. And yeah, that's why I thought if Jack Martin's available, they just play him. Yeah. Um, should O'Brien be taking... This is from Mickey C. says, should O'Brien be taking kick-ins in pressure situations like the second half? Um, <laughs> and he goes... Gee, this is... St- this. He goes, P.S., you've been waiting for Sauce to make a mistake. He made plenty this game. Well, I disagree with that. There was definitely where he took the man on the mark. That was 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 a a mistake. So I've finally seen one. (laughs) That was the chair. That was like the Crips last week against Sydney. You banged the chair? Well, no, it was a full house today. I had no no spare seat around me. (laughs) (laughs) Squash like sardines at the G. Um, Mick says, no ruck. Three first choice key backs. Coleman medal winner at full forward and Jack Martin, etc. The pie and he's saying that those all those players are out. He's saying Pies played their best. I don't think there's anything to worry about here. Enjoy the break and then beat the bombers in a fortnight. No, we need perspective. They've got to beat Essendon in a couple of weeks. It's just, you know, if, if they get back on the winners board, you get back to nine and three, which is, you know, eight and three is a very strong position to be in. Nine and two would have been a whole lot stronger given what we now know mm. going forward. But yeah. Jim Fiddler says, how do we cover Weedering is the big question. The buy will be most welcome. We missed Kennedy today. Paddy Dow, sadly, not good enough. And it is... And you know what? And you're, you're, you've got a smirk. No, it is sad. It is sad because, you know, he's a pick three at the end of the day. Like, yeah. A flop at pick three is significant. It is. Because at pick Given three... Given the guy the year before at pick six. At pick three... You want a bona fide AFL player. Correct. And we haven't got it. Correct. BL says a full strength or near full strength team would be an awesome sight to see. It's frustrating we can't get near to our best 22 on the field. Listen, look, the the fact of the matter is we didn't have our best 22 on the field, but the game was there to be won. We didn't win it. And we, we shot ourselves in the foot a lot. There are a lot of players that played that have been, you know, half decent in the last three or four weeks that weren't at the level. So I know we were depleted, but the game was there to be won. So uh, there's a lot of so we obviously as we do every week, we're not going to go through every single question because some are the same. And there's basically everyone here is just about our injuries and how we are struggling. Uh, we get it, like yeah, like we've been hit really hard with really key personnel. This is a but- good one from Hayden French. I think maybe someone a bit more versatile should have been used as our sub. Kemp would have maybe been handy in that role. 
Carroll needs more time in the twos, and we desperately need a second Ruckman out there. Uh, the Cottrell of 2021 slipping back in. Um, yeah, as in, yeah, it wasn't Cottrell's greatest game, but yeah, Kemp was the sub last week. I'm not sure why they wouldn't have rolled with it again. Yeah. But it's tough. Like, I, I would have made it Jack Martin if it was me. Like, in hindsight, it's easy to say Kemp, but Kemp is a weird sub. Yeah. <laughs> that is a weird substitute to have. Um. Ryan Given Roth- that we've only got like three tools in the team. Ryan Rothschild says, boys, how much do we win by if Kemp is the sub instead of Carroll? <laughs> yeah. So in- what I'll say is, what I'll say is, I don't... And I'll say this straight away. We should have lost by five goals. We there, In no world did we deserve to win today's game. But, my opinion only, there is just no ways we lose if Weedering plays the whole game. There's no ways. Yeah. There's yeah. no ways we lose if Weedering plays... And it's simply backed up by that stat that we conceded the most marks inside I, 50 I as we have it's all year. Choice. I tweeted at halftime. We were ahead at halftime. And I said it feels like we're on borrowed time. It just didn't feel... It was a great call. It didn't feel good. And you could... But yeah, as in they got, as in they got close. Um, just one or two more. Lance says, I feel weirdly fine. Two key defenders, our Coleman medalist and the number one ruck all out. Not sure any team in the league is able to cover that. Uh, and ended up a bee's dick away from a fourth goal, fourth, fourth quarter comeback. Very, very scared about weedering. Our mids got smashed on the spread and entered inside 50 like we did against Hawthorne. Need to get smashed on the spread. And yeah, Bolt, I think that's a wrap for our Twitter questions. Um, now, plans going forward for the next couple of weeks. We're definitely going to be doing a mid-season review. So keep your eyes peeled for that. That'll be coming out next week. And we'll also be doing an episode after the mid-season draft and we'll squeeze in a sub-stack episode before just to preview who we might be taking in that draft. So we're putting in a lot of work into the content that we're going to be putting out on sub-stack. So it's been a quite few weeks for us on sub-stack, but we'll definitely be releasing a lot of content in the second half of the year. So be sure to subscribe to us there if you haven't already. But uh, Bolt, a couple episodes coming out in the next few weeks. When is the mid-season draft? Is it this week? It's either this Wednesday or the Wednesday after. I forgot. It's coming though. It's it's happening before our next game. Okay. so Biggest draft since 2015. National draft for us. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I think that's a wrap. Not the result we wanted today. It stings. It does sting. And it's very annoying. But yeah, you got to put things into perspective. And yeah, I think we were just one too many... (laughs) out today really it was a big mountain to climb and they nearly climbed to Essendon in a couple of weeks this is the I don't like losing to Collingwood but I hate losing to Essendon I hate losing to it's Essendon it's non-negotiable it is non-negotiable this is week. if you lose to Essendon it's all the good work undone that's what it is it is because losing to both Collingwood and Essendon is a disaster for sure no they just got a rebounding and we've got Essendon. a couple tough matches after we Essendon do, we do I think it's Richmond Saints Frio yeah Frio Saints yeah so Richmond Frio Saints are three tough games so Essendon is non-negotiable Bolt thank you have a nice week off the footy this weekend I'm not going to say what are you going to do in the week off oh I don't know absolutely no idea (laughs) nothing to do Hmm. you no just probably stare at a at a blank wall (laughs) twiddle my thumbs Um, blue baggers keep your eyes peeled we will be releasing a couple episodes to keep you occupied during the bye Bolt thank you and we'll be back to do it all again next week they've been playing against the famous 